Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Money Wise Radio Show with Ray Lance, our money guy, brought to you by USA Wealth Group, helping make retirement a whole lot better for all of us and really dedicated to showing us how to protect our assets. And, Ray, it's always a delight. I mean, it's a real pleasure. The public service you give every Sunday morning is immeasurable. Well, thank you so much, Phil. I really appreciate that. It means a lot. And um, as I mentioned to you on the the telephone before and also on the radio before, um, we have great respect for you, and so does the public and the listening audience. Uh, You're a good man, Phil. I appreciate it. Um, Thank you. You have a a good uh, Greek philosophy heritage running in your veins. And so I want to start out this morning by giving you (laughs) a Greek Greek quotation. And (laughs) this was from Heraclitus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm waiting for this. Hey, folks, I'm waiting for this one. This this one was good. I got to wear a helmet from now (laughs) on. I have to compose my face before I can say this one. You ready? Yeah. The sun is new each day. <laughs> I think Heraclitus was out in the sun too much. He had a little ouzo. You know, they used to make ouzo back then. Maybe he had a little ouzo. I read this and I started laughing. I'm thinking, okay, is this a profound Greek philosopher? Oh my goodness. The sun is new each day. The sun is new each day. But I, th- I thought it was so amusing that I had to share that with you. Sorry about, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> um, I think what he really meant to say was, no man never steps in the same river twice. Uh-huh. For it is not the same river, and he's not the same man. <laughs> but that was his abbreviated version. The sun is new each day. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, we do think about uh, our life in general. When we look at some of the quotations, we look at information about aging. Um, there was a gentleman named Henri Frederic Amiel, and he said, to know how to grow old is the masterwork of wisdom and one of the most difficult chapters in the great art of living. Because we don't want to get old, do we? Right. Nobody does. But I always tell people it's better than the alternative. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a gentleman named Cecil Baxter who wrote, I entered my 70s a decade ago. My span here on Earth has been quite a good show. I owe a great deal to my relative peace, and I'm terribly grateful for such a long lease. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, aging is uh, something that we all face. We all get older, and we have to think about how do we approach it? Mm -hmm. Do we approach it with a positive attitude, or do we approach it with a negative attitude? Right. You know, it's really funny how often you ask people how they're doing and they start talking about their aches and pains and their medicines. That's sort of a classic I know it. Isn't it? <laughs> I know. But uh, you have to have a good attitude as you get older. And I think you do in life in general. Right. So today we're going to continue a discussion that we began on another show. And the subject is going to be elder fraud, senior fraud, and elder abuse. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. In the past, we've talked about the fact that elderly are often subject to Abuse from outside scammers because they might be lonely, they might have a need for gratification because they don't have close relationships, and they'll buy things. They'll buy things that they don't need, and then they'll get suckered into buying some other things as well. And um, this morning we have with us, uh, once again, uh, attorney Michael Coleman and attorney Tenny Lance, 
And we're going to be talking about some of the things that they do to help protect elders from elder fraud and senior fraud. And uh, good morning, Tenny, and good morning, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, thank you for being with us and helping to share some of your knowledge with our listeners on the radio. We're going to be talking today about elder fraud and senior fraud. And a lot of it's very specific scams and things that we have to worry about. But there's also a lot of help available to people. If you have concerns about whether you yourself are being scammed or have a fraud being inflicted upon you, or if, in fact, it actually has happened and you want to report it, um, you absolutely must report it. We're going to talk about some agencies and some places that will be able to help you with some of those things. Now, uh, Mike, I know you've got some seminars coming up fairly soon. Can you tell us about uh, what's the topic of the seminars you're going to be doing? Well, we'll be talking about wills and trusts and asset um, protection for nursing homes in general, basically uh, estate planning, which is what we do. Um, those those seminars will be on Monday, November 3rd. That's the first one. That's out in East Wareham at Lindsay's Family Restaurant, and that starts at 6.30. Uh, we have two seminars on Thursday, November 6th. The first is at 2 o'clock. And the second is at 6.30, and those are both going to be at Century House in Akushnet. And then finally, we have one on Saturday, November 8th, and that'll be at 10 o'clock in the morning, and that's at our office in Dartmouth, 352 Fonts Corner Road. If you want to make a reservation to come to any of those seminars, please call us at 508-998-8800, or you could also uh, register online at info at lancelawinc.com. Okay, and will you be doing part of the presentation, Michael? I will. I'll be there. I'll be speaking. Okay. Do you do the whole thing, or do you do just part of it? I do part of it. Tenny will also be doing part of it. Hmm. Well, I guess if you went to Lindsay's, somebody could go to dinner first at Lindsay's and have a nice meal before going to the seminars. I've never been, but I hear it's great. I recommend anything in the seafood. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so delicious. Oh, I've been there a number of times. It's, mm. a, it's a great place to yes. eat. Yeah, the chowder is wonderful. Oh, out of this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's award-winning. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, elder fraud and senior fraud. You know, in the past we've talked about uh, family members um, abusing elders by taking advantage of them financially. So we won't cover that again today, but we want to talk about some of the outside scams that are out there that people should be aware of. You know, the most important thing is be cautious. Um, there are fake charities out there that will call and ask for a donation. If you don't know the charity, if you're not personally involved in it, it's generally not a great idea to do that. I see lots and lots of people, for example, that will give to animal causes, animal rights causes. Mm-hmm. And I have animals and, you know, care about animals and so forth. But uh, they have professional fundraising organizations that raise money for them. Right. So all that money doesn't just go to the charity. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you need to find out what this charity is. And one of the things you can do to put off the person on the telephone is just to say, I really don't know enough about your organization. Why don't you send me some written information and I'll take a look at it. Great. Don't yes. act yep. because somebody's trying to sweet talk you or pressure you on the telephone. And uh, sweepstakes check sometimes people will get a document in the mail that looks like it's it'll say official business on it and you'll think it's from the government well if it says official business it's not from the government right uh tenny you must have seen this in the context of some uh, veterans information uh, before because 
If you think about what, what are some of the popular causes today that people are concerned about, they're concerned about animals and everybody's concerned about veterans. And the minute you start talking about veterans, we're from a veterans organization. There are some that are legitimate and there are some that are not. Have you seen anything in that nature, Tenny? I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. Um, one thing I want to comment on is that the senior population in general is one of the most uh, kind, giving, trusting, trusting sure. uh, group. It's it's the group Tom Brokaw uh, described as the the best Americans, the greatest, the greatest Americans. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. So um, they tend to be very trusting. And uh, in this particular case with the VA, there have been scams where people will call pretending to be a VA or a VA representative and try to obtain personal information and then use that personal information to get access to the seniors' resources of one type or another. And um, does the Veterans Administration ever put out any warnings or anything about these kinds of things, the kinds of scams? Uh, yes, to our knowledge, the VA doesn't call you asking for this kind of information. They want it submitted in writing. And so, uh, yes, there are, are, um, are notifications that have been done to the uh, authorities to warn them that this may be happening. Well, you know, it's, it's like we've talked about before with the IRS. The IRS never picks up the phone and says, you owe money and you need to make a check payment right away or, you know, we're going to have to go into collection action. The IRS never does that. The Veterans Administration doesn't do that. So if you hear a call that sounds strange, um, it probably is something that you shouldn't respond to at all. And um, we've talked a lot also about ID theft. Um, here's, here's a scam that people uh, sometimes fall subject to. A senior gets a call and says, we need to verify your account number, so just give us the last four digits of your social security number. Now, that sounds harmless. Um, as a quick example, when I go to a doctor's office, I don't know why they still do this, but they'll have a blank, and they want you to put down your social security number. Mm -hmm. I never do that. I'll put down XXX blank, XX, you know, whatever the digits are, and then I'll give the last four digits of my social. Right. Uh, there are very few situations in which you really need to give out your social security number. Well, how can, uh, if somebody did, mm -hmm. do you think they can still find the social security number itself? Or? Oh, sure. Uh, you can do more than that. If, you, if the person is calling you, first of all, they already have your phone number, and if they now have the last four digits of your social security number, uh, if they knew where you worked or your last place of employment, they can get your address easily enough. Once they put that together, that caller, that company, can actually take out a loan on your home. They can open credit card accounts. They can go to a big store, a Sears or you know Target or somebody else like that. They can open an account with just that information. So don't give out the last four digits of your social security number on the telephone. I think most people would be alert instantly if, if they were asked to give their whole social security number. Nobody right. should ever be that uh, ridiculous or crazy to do that. But um, don't even give out the last four digits on the telephone. You really need to know who you're talking to. You can, they can get a line of credit in your name and take money from you. And then the senior will get the bill, and uh, the person has already walked off with the money. 
So just just don't do that. And but speaking of um, of social security numbers and that sort of thing, uh, I had a client last Friday, the first one that I actually had a, a person who had been scammed by this, a client who's um, filing for the IRS tax return that was due, I guess, April, um, had been done by somebody else, and the refund had gone to that other person, and it's now what, six, seven months past April, and they're still trying to straighten it out, still don't have their own refund. Mm -hmm. It's amazing what yeah. people can do. You know, that's worth talking about for just a moment, too. Um, we did a show on the radio once, uh, maybe six months or a year ago, talking about IRS theft, IRS identity theft. Um, the problem is doubling every year. It's in the billions of dollars right now. And as an example, um, you hear about the stories with credit card information being stolen, and sometimes that will then give access to your social security number. Well, we've had major security breaches around the country where this information is being gathered. The FBI says that in the last year, over 500 million account information uh, from different people has been gathered. If they have your social security number, they can do so much. Um, they can file a tax refund claim in your name. So if you don't file your tax refund right away, as an example, um, I would imagine most of this fraud must occur right around January and February, mm -hmm. but before people get around to doing their own tax returns. Uh, but I've now had three separate people that I've done work for, and Tenny, I, I didn't know that you had one also, that have had scams perpetrated against their tax uh, refund. And it works like this. Uh, somebody has your social security number and they can purchase it from these companies that have broken into credit card files. They'll pick up your social security number. Um, they will then file a totally dummy return. They'll make up the income. It has no relationship to your own income. They can put down that you made $45,000. You may have made nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, they will put down that you have a $2,560 tax refund coming and they'll fill out a phony tax return, but they do it electronically, and they file it. And about 40% of the claims that are being filed for a phony dummy tax return are being paid out to the scammers. And so what happens then is when you get around to filing your own tax return and submit it, you get a notice from the IRS that says somebody has already filed a claim under your name and your social security number. You then have to get a form from the IRS claiming that you've been defrauded. They process it. They now will assign a special PIN number going forward. So for the rest of your days, every time you file a tax return, you now have to put a special PIN number on your tax return in order for the IRS to recognize that it's really you mm -hmm. who's filing it. So in the meantime, you fill out the claim of saying, no, I didn't file my tax return. Somebody else did. They'll never track down the person. It's very difficult. And uh, they tell you it'll take six months to process before you get your refund, but it's usually about a year. So eventually you get your money back, but it's a lot of hassle. What if you need their tax refund? Sure. What if you need the money? Of course. It's going to be held up. So um, be very careful about how you use your Social Security number. Um, we've talked in the past about some of the incidents surrounding that, but I've actually had three people that this has happened to. Um, and one was right after I had done a detailed radio show on the whole topic. Mm -hmm. Be really careful. Look at your accounts. Um, 
you know, everybody likes to file electronically today because you get your tax refund back more quickly. One of the problems with these IRS fraud scamsters is they're filing all these phony returns electronically, and the IRS apparently does not have the ability to match that up against somebody's true income records. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't have it. The ability in their computers to do that, and that's how they're getting away with it. What was really frustrating to me was um, sometime, probably in just the last month, there was a story I believe on sixty Minutes on Sunday night, and they were interviewing a relatively young man. He used to work as a tax preparer, and then he figured out how to do the tax fraud scams. He's in jail now, and he was making uh, several hundred thousand dollars a week doing phony tax returns. He's, he's paying for it by being in jail, obviously. But he said he just filed electronically, and about 60% of the returns would not pan out for him, but about right. 40% of them did. Mm-hmm. That's huge. It is. What I was annoyed at was the fact that CBS was doing this show and talking about this mm-hmm. and allowing this to um, be publicized so some, somebody else could try to copy it and imitate it. So be very careful about how you file your tax returns and when you file your tax returns. Um, Mike, what are some of the other documents that you prepare to help clients? Um, I've heard of something, for example, called a living will. Is that something that you do in your office? We do do living wills. Um, They're not really like a will at all. They're basically more like a uh, do not resuscitate sort of document. And it's important to understand that the living will isn't a will that's actually recognized as a legal document in Massachusetts. But if you were to move and you've signed one of these, it can be recognized legally in other states. And basically what this uh, document says is if there's no reasonable expectation for recovery from some sort of physical or mental disability, that you don't want heroic measures essentially to be taken. So this is a document um, that a lot of people like to sign because they don't want to be kept alive by machines, essentially. Okay. Now, I I know sometimes people ask about um, Homestead. Um, I'm not sure that Homestead is something that would protect somebody necessarily against a fraud claim, but what can it do? What is a Homestead, and how could that help protect somebody in a liability situation? A Homestead is just a document, really. It's a document that um, you record at the Registry of Deeds. It only costs $35 to record that. And there are two types. There's a normal declaration of homestead, and then there's what's called an elderly declaration of homestead. And anyone who's over 62 years old can file the elderly, and that will increase the amount of protection, equity protection in your house. So what the um, homestead does is it provides equity protection um, from unsecured creditors. So if you were to get sued... um, you would have that equi- equity protection in your house. Mm-hmm. And uh, what if somebody is uh, disabled and they're not 62? Can they do a homestead also? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So that sounds like it's a fairly inexpensive thing for people to do that would help protect equity in their house. And Yeah, it's only $35 to um, file to record with the Registry of Deeds, and it provides it can provide up to a million dollars for a married couple who are both over the age of 62. Okay. We're going to come back in just a couple minutes and um, ask an important question. What do you do if you're a child and you're concerned about your parent and perhaps their ability to continue driving? And we're going to ask you that question right after the break, Tenny. 
because we're concerned about the safety of our parents and how to protect them. And uh, we hope that we're never in that same situation someday. Come back; Those words can come back to haunt me someday, yeah, I right. suppose. <laughs> but uh, we're meeting with this, uh, Attorney Tenny Lance and Attorney Michael Coleman this morning talking about elder fraud. And we're going to talk about the seminars that they have coming up. We'll be back right after the break and continue this really important topic. Ask yourself these simple questions. Are you paying too much for your homeowners or auto insurance? And when was the last time you had your homeowners or auto insurance policy reviewed by a local professional you can trust? Hi, this is Pete Lance, owner of the Lance Family Agency on Fonts Corner Road in North Dartmouth. Don't wait for the next accident to discover gaps or surprises in your auto or homeowner's policy. Call me or Trina Kaliri at the Lance Family Agency for a speedy five-minute quote. There is absolutely no obligation. We have saved money for most of our customers. Let us save you money, too. Here's what one of our customers had to say about us. Hi, my name is Paula. I had Trina review my auto insurance, and it turned out that I wasn't getting enough coverage from my insurance company. By switching to the Lance Family Agency, I've added rental insurance, and I'm still saving $480 per year. I should have done this a long time ago. Call the Lance Family Agency today for a speedy, no-obligation five-minute quote. Call 508-858-0555 and like the Lance Family Agency on Facebook. 